Welcome to Awakening Divine Wildness, hosted by inspirational speaker and best-selling author, Mal Duane. Mal invites you to embrace your divine wildness with powerful conversations with visionary women. Listen in and learn how to move from pain and heartache to forgiveness and freedom so you can live the life you deserve. I am so excited about today's guest because it's a very hot topic, and she's an expert when it comes to this conversation. Our guest today is Dr. Sherry Myers. She's a psychologist, a licensed marriage and family therapist in Los Angeles, California. She's a regular contributor on broadcast network news, all of them, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, She's on cable TV, Lifetime, CNN, Headline News, and E! Entertainment, as well as radio talk shows, KFWB, Canon X, and Playboy. Dr. Sherry's compassionate, practical, straight talk and easy-to-apply methods have inspired and helped thousands of men and women face and overcome the most complex and daunting life relationship and sexual challenges. For 11 years, Dr. Sherry's had her own TV talk show, Straight from the Heart. She's known for her knack of transforming the fear of change into the fun of change. In her new book, and I've got it right here, Juicy, 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 I loved it, Chatting or Cheating, How to Detect Infidelity, Rebuild Love, and Affair-Proof Your Relationship. Dr. Sherry, thank you so much, girl, for this time. I know you're a busy lady. Well, thank you. And I want to take you wherever I go for that introduction. That was wonderful. Thank you, Mal. Well, I want to read a quote from the book that I think is going to Pave the way for where we're going to go today. And this is right out of chatting or cheating. We can be anyone we want to be. We can reveal the real person that our partner doesn't respond to anymore. We can project onto this other person's life all the qualities that lack in our own. There's no limit to the imagination. Sexting, sharing, sexy photos, and e-cheating is more than just sex. It's about feeling appreciated and good about ourselves. Oh, girl. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what is unbelievable? After I read your book, I went, whoa, I know two or three women that are doing this. Mm -hmm. And the people they're communicating with are married. They're not sending sexual images or anything, but they feel like they're having a relationship. It's well, I, I, I call it emotional sex. Mm-hmm. And it feels so innocent. And it feels like you're just friends. And it feels like, especially with social media, that you're just reaching out to the larger world. And it's very exciting. And you get titillated. And for women, oxytocin starts flowing again. And there's some cortisol rush. And it feels hot. It feels hot. And it feels connected. Because also in this kind of newer day and age, I think there's more loneliness now than ever. 
It's in our relationships, but it's also not only our home relationships, it's the relationships in the world. You know, how often do we look down at our phone versus look up and talk to people anymore? So to make that connection, our heart goes, oh, this feels so good. And that's the danger. That's the danger of emotional sex because you can think I'm someone who would never have an affair. I'm someone who would never have an affair with a married person. And if I'm married, I would never cheat on my partner. And then you just find yourself thinking about that other person more and more or wanting to be with that other person more and more or wondering what it would be like if life was with that other person. And you're getting more and more pulled to that other person and less to your primary relationship. And that's where the danger is happening more and more now. I'm struggling with the idea that people are actually making an, an emotional connection this way. I can understand the sexual. I absolutely get that with the, the pictures. But how, I mean, getting roped in, I've seen women emotionally attached to these men that they literally, they don't even really have a phone conversation with. It is either through Facebook or texting. Mm-hmm. Or chat rooms or uh-huh. Instagram, or it can, a little less on Twitter because you're limited to the characters. However, projection and connection can happen in an instant and we can romanticize it. <gasps> We're soulmates. Even if we've never met, I know this person. This person gets me and knows me. Mm. And you're kind of in la-la land because it's all the good without real life getting in the way of it. So it can be your fantasy. It can be the projection. And it feels real. I've had it happen to me, but I wasn't married. I was single. Um where you know, they're sending me roomy poetry and it's like, it speaks to me. And I feel like, I felt like, oh my God, this person knows me. And I felt this deep connection with them. I never met them, probably never will. And that feels good. And actually feeling connected to fellow human beings, feeling love towards others, feeling united is healthy for us and healthy for our spirit. The problem is when it becomes secretive Mm -hmm. and when we kid ourselves versus going, wow, isn't it amazing that I can be in love with a stranger? I'm never going to meet the stranger. Who can I now take this love who really is in my life and give it to? It's when we start channeling that energy, thinking that person is the one to give it to us, building this kind of exclusive relationship versus using what that does and makes us feel and being coming open to others with it and the real people in our life. So I think that is the problem, that we think it's real and we start channeling our energy more and more to that source. And that's where we get into trouble. Do you find that women that are getting caught up in this um, of and the men too? It's not just women; it's men too. Oh, oh, oh! I I agree, but most of our my audience is women. Do you think the women that get caught up in it, they're not happy with what they have at home? Is there something that's missing there for them? So they're kind of 
looking and fishing a little bit and then something comes across where somebody pays attention and that kind of casts the line for them? I, yes, I think there's a deadening going on more and more. And I tell you, I love Facebook and I love what the internet is doing for us. And I love how it's bringing in some ways, not only Facebook, but this whole spectrum of being able to reach strangers. And Can you come a little forward? Your voice softened. Good. Thank you. Yep. So, as I, I'll repeat what I just said, because I love, I love the ability to connect. And I love as, as a mankind and humankind that we're able to connect on a much more broad level outside of our small world. But it's also creating a loneliness in our humanity in terms of who we physically touch, who we make eye contact with, who we talk to, who we caress. And I'm finding in most, because I'm a relationship therapist, in so many relationships, there's a drain because we're putting it out and we're getting contact out there and we're not connecting with those that are right here. Mm -hmm. So yes, you're connecting out there. Are you bringing it home? Are you, if you're in a relationship, connecting with your significant other? Are you telling the truth? Are you saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm feeling something for George over there. Isn't that interesting? What's going on here? Are you communicating your truth with the real people in your life? Because if not, if you're starting to keep secrets, if you're starting to channel your energy outside of the relationship, it's not going to be good for your relationship it's going to create a bigger and bigger chasm between you emotionally. And what's going to happen is then you start projecting out there. And that's, that's where breakdown happens. That's where, why the divorce rate is getting higher and higher because there's a basic breakdown in communication and a loneliness and a boredom at home that's developing. How many people do you think are honest that they're doing this? Um, I, I think a lot more people are having emotional affairs now yeah. than ever before because it's easier. It's easier. And they stay emotional because you may never meet the person <laughs> or you may create a reason to meet that person. And it's not only happening online. It can happen with two parents who are at the soccer game you know, and you start talking about the kids and that you're feeling something and you go home and you're going, God, they're cute. And who is that person? And then you make plans to meet others. So it's not, it's not just online, but online facilitates it because your method and mode of cheating, if you will, is in your pockets. It's in your purse. You're holding it all the time. I know my phone is an extension of me, you know, it's like, where's my phone? Oh my God. So our mode of cheating is right there all the time. The reminder of that feeling, that connection you have with this person out there in Neverland, never, Neverland is there all the time reminding you of that connection. You had some startling statistics in your book. And uh, I mean, it just... It's daunting to think 
45 to 55% of married women engage in extramarital sex. 70% of married women married a man and did not know, um, or, or excuse me, 70% of women did not know of their spouse's extramarital activity. Whoa. When I was doing this book, I did a lot of research and I hired researchers um, to look at, you know, what the statistics are. And I, I was also surprised uh, that there, there's a lot more cheating going on than we would ever suspect. And I don't know if it's that many women didn't know, but it's almost like I don't want to know. Because once you know, you got to work on it. Once you know, it changes everything. That's why there's so much secretiveness and there's so much collusion in secretiveness. Um, Because on some level, we know, you know, it's like when you find out, you've seen the signs, you just didn't want to know. And who wants to know that? Because it's either going to destroy your relationship. Or it's going to rebuild it in a much more solid, strong way. This space for a relationship to survive any kind of an affair, it has to be rebuilt with honesty, a new level of trust, connection, and holding hands. So the other side of an affair could be very positive, or it could be like a, a tsunami that just wipes out the whole town. How often do you see couples? successfully rebuild their relationship after significant i'm i'm not going to say so much that this you know online uh chatting or sexting but maybe if they've really crossed the threshold and and been with someone uh else outside of the marriage physically how how often are people able to rebuild those relationships uh, it takes two partners wanting to do that. One mm. partner can't do it alone. Right. So it, it really does take two. And I've, I've learned because I'm the kind of person that goes, no matter how long, you know, you cheat on me because cheating is betrayal. It's not even the act of cheating. It's all the things that go into it, the lie or the lying, the betrayal, the, the, the sneaking about, the telling you one thing to your face and doing something else. So that's, the, that's what hurts a relationship the most. It's not necessarily cheating. Some, a lot of relationships nowadays have negotiated different contracts around sex or about partners, and it's, but they're based on honesty and openness. So it's not about the sex, and it's not even about connecting with someone else or maybe sometimes it is but it is about if there's a breakdown in communication if you're lying to each other if you're sneaking about if you're trying to pull the wool over your partner's eyes or you feel like you trusted this person and they've turned on you or betrayed you that's where the injury is so to rebuild from that the only way to rebuild from that is through honesty, integrity, becoming open books, and starting anew, a fresh foundation with a fresh foundation and brand new rules about communication. And it's a brave journey. I've walked this path with a lot of clients, and I've learned so much from them. 
that how to do it because I, I don't know inside me being a child of divorce um, if I would have that strength. Now I think I would because I've learned, but it, it's it's a hard and arduous journey, but it's worth it on the other side as long as there's two people doing it together. I so agree with you that it's really about the betrayal. It's about that, that person looking you in the eye and telling you something that you think is coming from their heart and it's bullshit and you find out it's bullshit. That rips your heart out. I don't think it's the act of what they're doing. It's the deception that's the deal breaker. I agree. Very painful. Yes. And unless you get that commitment of honesty and truth and accountability, and as you said, a whole new dialogue going, whole new set of rules, it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Takes a lot of work. I've tried. I know. I it in my own marriage that failed. There was betrayal, and it was the dishonesty that really did me in. Even though I kept trying to work with my partner, no, you know, the dishonesty went on, and I just couldn't continue to do that. I never thought I was ever going to get any accountability, and I just didn't want to smash my head on the floor anymore. Well. Yeah. And that was the right choice because it's not always about staying with this partner. Right. It, it isn't. And if there's betrayal and there's not the healing from that betrayal and there's not two people working on the relationship, there really isn't a relationship. Yeah. So, you know, you probably by leaving or saying enough, that was self-love. Yes, absolutely. And that's what I try to teach women that are in difficult situations is there comes to a point where you need to love yourself enough to let go of something that is hurting you so deeply. And that is dysfunctional for you. But it's telling, it all starts with truth. Mm. And it all starts with love. And it's love, love of ourselves. And whenever we are out of integrity and out of alignment, the person we're hurting the most is ourselves. We might get distracted by a flirtation. We might get distracted by sex. We might get distracted by substances. We might get distracted by our addiction to social, like to Facebook and run away from it. But who we're hurting in the long run is ourselves because we're not in integrity. And the minute we go out of integrity, that's when we start creating a cycle of pain because it's, it's when we're out of integrity, we're separating from ourselves, from our spirit, from our soul. Mm. And we're, we're a divided country within. So the most important thing we can do as women is to be minimally starting point in total integrity with ourselves Love and that. living within our own spirit and standards. How can women do that? How do you teach women to get back into alignment with their soul, with their core values? 
how do you bring them back to that and make them realize this is where you need to, this is where you need to be. How do I really feel about this? Because, you know, there's, there's, we're all socialized. A lot of us, some of us were rebels. Some of us were good girls. Some of us, so the rebels in some ways have it a little easier because they're going, they say, screw this to everything. You know, they, they, they challenge the system early. So challenging the system inside and out is a little easier for them. The problem is when you're a rebel is trusting anybody, you know, trusting that someone is authentic, someone is real, someone. So let me do personalities first. The pleasers, and there's a lot more in between, but the pleasers are out of touch with themselves because it's been, how do you feel? Oh, okay, well, let me accommodate that so you love me, like me, think I'm great. So we're putting our self-esteem and our sense of realness out there through someone else's eyes. So in some ways, really, here's two ways. Gratitude and self-love. So waking up each morning, going to bed each night, what am I what am I grateful for? What am I? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the heat in my house. Thank you, blankets, for keeping me warm. Thank you, body, for carrying on and doing your healing. Thank you, world. I think that I thank the ground every day because I'm in California that there wasn't an earthquake. Thank you for the illusion of solid ground today. The more, the more I'm grateful for, the more my heart opens and the more I feel my body, the more I feel myself. Because then there's an opening to how do I feel about this? How do I feel about that. So gratitude, because how I feel often for women comes through tears and pain and trauma. You know, oh, that's when you start feeling your feelings. Otherwise, it's hey, I've got a lot of work. I got to keep the house clean. I got you know, no, 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 no. I got to please. I got to rebel. Whatever it is, how do I feel? Gratitude is one of those good openings to feelings and love. The other thing is. I know when I look in the mirror, what I see is the extra, where did that line come from? Where I get on the scale each morning, I go, oh, yeah. <laughs> I gained a pound? What? 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 And what a ridiculous self-attack. Like, what a ridiculous self-attack. So it's important to start each day for self-gratitude and self-love, too. Mm -hmm. You know, thank you, eyes, for seeing. Oh, look, my eyes are green. How pretty they are. I love my eyes. Thank you, body and stomach, for working the way you do. Oh, there's a little pouch there. You know, it feels really good. In fact, I like how my skin feels. My skin's so soft. It's self-appreciation. It's letting self-gratitude lead to the self-appreciation and not letting this voice of attack be so strong because we have to stop the war within ourselves. The way we get honest is by really liking and loving ourselves as we are. And for question for you. Yeah. But what do you well, tell women okay. when 
they appreciate themselves. They've got good self-worth, but they're not valued in the relationship. They're not being appreciated by their partner. What can they do? I feel like the partner's mirroring. No, I feel like the partner, we choose people who mirror a belief. Mm. So I, I, I question the self-valuing because chances are you're not going to be with a partner for very long that treats you like shit, you know, or ignores you. Or, you know, it might be representative of how you were brought up as a child and how your parents were and what you equate with love. But there's some redefining. If you really love yourself and you really value yourself, you're not going to spend that much time with a partner who doesn't value you. You know, understanding, yes, they're busy and yes, they're going through a lot. That's good for a while. And because we're tender, loving people who, especially women, we're here to give and share and raise and create and love and teach and do all that. But After a while, if it's truly one-sided and that's okay, look at yourself because you know what? It's, that's not relationship. That's not relationship. And my guess is if you're in that kind of relationship, there's some safety in not being seen, Mm -hmm. but it's going to create a lot of loneliness where then you may try to seek attention, the attention you desire outside. Mm. Now I was thinking, because I I have worked with several women long-term marriages. And then they said they got to a point where they just felt that their husband just didn't appreciate them like he, you know, they once did. And so, you know, what can I do to turn that around? Um, And I think it was complacency in the relationship. Maybe they needed to just create a little spark, a little more interest, um, be a little bit more enthusiastic uh, to generate, you know, restore interest. Right on, right on. <laughs> Very good. Because we nest. <laughs> no, because no, it is hard. We nest and it's hard to keep it fresh. You know, when it's a new relationship, it's just naturally fresh. So everything's exciting. And then as the relationship progresses, there's still new freshness going on. You know, you're falling more in love or you're meeting families or you're creating, you know, thinking about getting married or creating family or there's all these new fresh things happening. But long-term relationships, you know, you know each other's touch. You've done all the positions. You've like, you know, how do you keep it? You go to your favorite restaurants. And so how do you keep it kind of vital and fresh? And I, what I was going to say, but you did say it so beautifully, is if someone's not being appreciated, feeling appreciated, chances are you're also not necessarily appreciating your partner. You know, probably inside you're going, oh, God, same old thing. Uh, so predictable. So, so yes, if you're bored, if you're bored, then do something to juice up your life and juice up the relationship. It will shift. If he's resistant, it's time to talk about it. You know, it, it really is time to talk about, hmm, this is where we are. How is a team and we cooperate to make things a little juicier and more exciting. What would work for you? What works for me? And having that discussion. Nice. You know, I could talk all day with you because you've just got such valuable wisdom. But 
you know, you're a hip woman, you know what's going on, you're in touch with what's out there today. If any of our listeners would like to have a deeper conversation with you, Sherry, how do they get a hold of you? Um, a couple of things. I'd- Sherry at drsherry.com. So S-H-E-R-I at D-R-S-H-E-R-I.com would be one of the better places. There's also a lot of assistance and help. There's videos and everything on the website. If you're dealing with chatting or cheating issues, I'd say get the book first because it will save you a lot of time and money in talking to me, you know, because there's a lot of answers in the book. Yeah, book was fabulous. It was great. As soon as I read it, I called a couple of my girlfriends. I said, oh, my God, what I just read, I think, is exactly what you're doing right now. (laughs) I don't think they wanted to hear it, but it was the truth. So, look, bless you for fitting me in today. It's been great to connect with you. Lovely to connect with um, you. Great work you're doing out there. Keep it up, girl. Thanks for listening to Awakening Divine Wildness. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast with a friend and leave some stars and a favorable review at iTunes. And be sure to visit MaldwaineCoach.com for your free Heal Your Heart, Reclaim Your Worth six-week video course.